I find myself not in the stereotypical fashion sinking down into the bed, but rising up as if my chest is being brought up to the very pinnacle of my understanding. I'm here on the coast, and on the coast I'm expecting to make some finds, and I've promised the college that I'm going to. There's a sense that some of the fellows of God's house are there with me. And we're sort of swirling together in a mixture of angels and demons rising up into the air. And then we look down and we see that figure with the mast for a, for a hand, the mast-like hand rising up. And, and there's this moment where I think, no, that's not a scarecrow at all. It's actually, it's actually a monument to the sea. And I remember all those monuments up in Scotland on the east coast to wrecks, shipwrecks and lighthouses and also to the great men... <laughs> the so-called great men who pushed through the clearances, saw them through, changed Scotland forever, all changed the way of life of so many people. Huh, not so great, perhaps. If, if I wake, I'm gonna feel an urge to go to that trick point, I think, uh, and then, and then the the tendrils of these angels and demons woven together begin to become the tendrils of the opium. And I begin to see that they are becoming like the filigree of the lamp that I lit. And, and, and they are descending down into the, into the light. And I can hear this scritching, scratching, winding sound as I'm descending. I think I always knew as soon as I received the postcard that coming away to help another um, old Odchester fellow, even one I didn't know, would probably bring back some some memories. And then meeting uh, Dr. Henry and Lady Marjorie on the train platform, something about three companions going out to uh, investigate uh, a remote house, although albeit in a completely different part of the country, really reinforced those fears, but I pushed that, pushed that to the back of my mind, and of course these two companions couldn't be more different from the ones I spent time with in East Anglia, but standing in that room, staring out of that window at the, the figure on the trig point, I was reminded of a face I saw once before, a red-haired fellow in a hedgerow, straggly long hair blowing in the wind and a pale moon face. I'll never forget that face. And it all came flooding back. And, and I know and I know that I know that it's my mind playing tricks on me of course and uh, those experiences we had in Ned's place came about because we'd all strayed too far from God in our own ways. And I've refound I've refound my maker. I've reconnected with my faith. My faith is stronger now and I 
I have nothing to fear. Lady Marjorie and Dr. Henry I know less about, but I know it's my responsibility to protect them from any evil that may be here, and I know that sometimes evil seeks out weakness. So I must push that weakness down and be strong for my companions. That's what he thinks. The Apocalypse Players present A Residence at the Bay A Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition Scenario Written by Dana Magalia In the style of M.R. James With Joseph Chance As Dr. Henry Carrigmuir Dan Wheeler As Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon Dominic Allen as Lady Helen Marjorie Barmia Potts, and Dana McAleer as the Keeper of Arcane Law. Part 4. Stitched Up Like a Kipper And you wake up and you're fine. Um, you're all in the rooms that you were allocated. Um, there's sunlight streaming into them. Um, you feel quite refreshed. Um, and uh, there you are in your separate rooms. Can I check the time? Uh, yeah, if you have a watch or a clock. Yeah, the pocket watch. Yeah, it's one in the afternoon, so you've slept for a huge amount of time. Fuck. No. A lot longer than you're used to sleeping. Like 18 hours. Yeah. No wonder you feel rejuvenated. Can I ask what I'm wearing? Yeah, you're, you're wearing the clothes you uh, fell asleep when you're wearing. You're wearing your... Uh, okay, right. Your reverend's outfit. Wearing you're clothes. wearing a tatty old pair of trousers with holes and patches and an old jacket. <laughs> and you're, you're propped Shame up on a stake and you okay. are a scarecrow. But I'm not. Um, wearing my own clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my own clothes. In, am, I, am I tucked into the bed or am I just lying on top of it? You're just lying on top of it. Um... The, the other two, you, you find yourselves in a similar position. You're, uh, you know, you've removed enough to be comfortable, but you're essentially lying in the clothes you were wearing yesterday um, on top of your beds. Is my, um, is my bag there with the silver tree? Uh, you look down, and it is, yes. And as the other two wake up, um, you hear a voice saying, uh, Hey, up, keepers, if you want them, keepers. And you hear these footsteps retreating on the stairs. I don't like this at all. That's fucking weird that he'd be offering us kippers at one in the afternoon without, like, querying the fact that we slept at one in the afternoon. Are there two pints still by my bed, like, where I put them down? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're still there. Bit flat now, but... um, Yeah, I'm not interested in drinking them. (laughs) It's the first great delineation between Dan and his character there. (laughs) Yeah, good point. Is there a place to wash in our our rooms, or do we have to... There's a bowl by the mirror. I'll I'll have a little wash in my room and then probably go across to Henry's room and knock on his door. I think probably I'll I'll be doing the same thing anyway. eh? Mm. Um, So I don't know if we all meet. I I, I was going to say, you probably come into my room... Just as I'm stripping, stripping my, um, stripping my 
long johns, stripping my long johns off, and I'm standing naked as Christ. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I turn around with lather on my, <laughs> and I say, oh, I'm terribly sorry. No, no, it's a, that's, a different kind of, that's a different kind of show. Um, I think I've, I've, I've just finished bathing. And uh, I say, oh, excuse me, Henry. Not at all, Pip, not at all. Can you, um, do you remember much about last night? I remember uh, I gave you back your pocket knife. Yes. Why did I have that again? Well, I think we may have been trying to uh, jimmy a door upstairs, but that's the last thing I remember. But that was barely seven o'clock in the evening, and I make it one in the afternoon. Here, close that door, would you, Lady Marjorie? Henry, Henry, tell me, tell me, last night, you, you peeped through the door, do you see? Was it Robert? Was it Robert in there? I saw they laid on the bed a scarecrow. I think there were rats in there eating the pillows. It was horrible. What? Truly horrible. No, no, no. I, I don't remember. What happened after that? I don't remember a thing. Don't, don't you see? Don't you see that explains why there was all that screeching and scratching sound. They got in Doesn't there somehow. Doesn't explain a thing. Who on must, earth would put a scarecrow in a bedroom and fill it full of rats? It must be a nest of them. I don't know, maybe it's some kind of strange tradition. Anyway, maybe you must ask about it. What? They, they do appear to be somewhat fixated with scarecrows in this part of the country. I don't know whether you, you notice the, the scarecrow standing in the field on the way up here or the, the one that appeared on the trig point. We, we never spoke about that, but I think we all saw it. Yes, they um, are unnerving. I very much want to see that one at the top. I, I wonder whether we should take up the offer of kippers, but but maybe uh, get outside and get a bit of fresh air and daylight while we have the chance. I mean, we don't we don't have long left of day. I I can't understand why I've never slept. He's totally discombobulated. I've never slept this late in my life. One o'clock in the afternoon. This is most mysterious, Henry. Henry and and. He just suddenly turns on Henry and says, Henry, you, you didn't... I hate to ask, but you didn't... You didn't give me anything last night, did you? You know, you know what I'm saying. You didn't... I hate to ask, but... He, uh, he, 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 he nods in a sense which is not saying, yes, I did, but in a sense of, I understand why, you, why you'd ask me that. And he strides over to the door and opens it, calls down, saying, Aye, Kipper sounds grand. We'll be down in a moment, and then I think we'll take a walk on the cliffs. Freshen our heads. Long journey yesterday. Down in a moment. And then he closes the door. And says, I didn't give you anything, I'm sure of it. And goes over to the bag, but it's quite... He's, that, that poise is gone, and he's really looking to see if he has his stash, basically. Because mm. the bag was there, wasn't it? And it looked like the silver yeah. tray was there. But, but everything lives inside the silver tray, which you fold open including the pipe. Everything's there as far as you remember it. What if it wasn't the doctor who gave you something? What if it was our hosts? Well, it's very familiar. It's a very familiar trope in detective fiction novels. <laughs> yes. W- what if it was something else? Aye, but I thought it was this. You'll forgive me, Lady Marjorie. It's a, it's a filthy habit, but I picked it up in the Sudan. Oh, my husband picked up all sorts of things in the Sudan. Well, 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 quite. Uh, Peregrine is, Peregrine is um, somewhat relieved to see when when Henry marched over to the door and called down the stairs and 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 set out the plans for the day. It's almost like Peregrine relaxed a bit to see someone, uh, this sort of dynamic masculine figure, take control of sit- the situation mm. because he he'd sort of been a bit a bit lost and a bit um, out of his depth and he feels more in control following than leading. If you could all give me a spot hidden. Didn't follow my instructions last night, did you? It took me ages to get up the bloody stairs. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, my, sc- my spot hidden's good. I've rolled a 92. <laughs> push it. I'm, I'm going to push it. Push it. I've yeah. Mine's a fumble. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I'm definitely going to push mine then. Not by much, but i well, Lady Marjorie, you look at Henry's open bag of paraphernalia and you feel like 
there's too many slots there. There's something missing. You get the impression with your fumble that Henry's lying and he has given something to mm. the reverend. I, uh, I'm still a bit sort of um, co- confused and shaken, and I say, um, Henry, will you give me a? I know it's, it seems crazy. I've only just woken up, but would you mind if I had a little tot of that, that whisk, that excellent whiskey you gave me last night? No, of, of course. Uh, help yourself. Take a, take a little, a tiny, the tiniest little swig of that, just a, a little sharpener, and then have another look around the room. Ah, and that's more like it. And that is what I would call a hard success in my spot hidden. So, as Lady Marjorie is sort of looking at Henry's bags and sort of uh, concocting her own conclusions, uh, the two of you... It's not the first time you've been in these rooms in the light of day, but the first time you've been in them in the brightest light of day. Like, it was a bit cloudy the day before, and there's a bit more light here. Uh, You see above the dresser, um, there is, and it's almost the same colour as the the walls, so it's not exactly pointed out, but you see there is uh, pinned up a map of the uh, the surrounding area, and I think with your uh, hard success, her again, yeah. Um, yeah, you're immediately drawn to the word parish church. Oh, there's a church not far. How 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 far does how far does it look like it is from? Is there a about thought? a mile? It's it's on the moors. It's about as isolated as the guest house you're in, just slightly inland of where you are. I yeah. Uh, Listen, if we're concerned about something that they might have uh, been putting in our food or drink in this place, maybe we should pass on the kippers, or, or, or perhaps at least not all of us partake in the kippers. Hmm. I agree. I think it would be risky. <laughs> I wonder if we, we, we should walk out to uh, Parish Church and Hopefully a fellow man of the cloth might be able to provide us with a small amount of sustenance and maybe some clues as to what what on earth is going on here in this location. Now, Henry, you may be in agreement, but you also uh, were informed by uh, Jack, the uh, fisherman who brought your luggage up yesterday, that the best place for fossils, for the dragons and the beasties that come out at night um, from the earth, was uh, to carry on down the cliff to Boggle Hole itself. Mm. I, th- I, th- I think I think Carrick Muir again does that nod that he does where he's going, yes, yes, of course, I see what you're saying, but you begin to sense that, that also means, but I don't agree with you. <laughs> um, but he turns to uh, Lady Marjorie and says, do you think, do you think Robert was actually here ever? Or is it all just a tissue of lies? <laughs> he shares it with the Reverend, but... The, the Reverend's face does what my face has just done, which is, like, express a sense of revelation that we've been, we've been assuming, we've been assuming that, well, I've certainly been assuming completely foolishly that Robert was here and then disappeared and someone else wrote this postcard but of course the far, far more likely suggestion is what you just said that he was never here at all of course but McCutcheon's unable to articulate this because it's all fizzing around in his head Lady Marjorie, you you read a lot of detective fiction, do you think it's that far-fetched? Well I have to say the the the, the hole in your theory is that whoever sent those postcards knows Robert, at least. If he wasn't here, they have some connection to him. And they have a connection to us. Or they know of his connection to us. Well, La- Lady Marjorie... Ex- Who do we have mutuality with? Ex- excuse me. Excuse me to interrupt, but... <laughs> You know, we I certainly have been trying to make sense of why Robert would call upon the three of us. And and now I wonder whether, if he didn't, if someone picked three names at random from his address book, that perhaps that makes more sense. 
Well, that he suggests was... that he he has been here. Well, he was never here at all. Someone, I don't know, picked his pocket and found a list of names and invited three... Ra- you said yourself that the postcard didn't address you in the way that he would. Mm. Uh, well, no, I agree about that. As you, as you say this, you hear a voice closer than you'd be comfortable hearing, sort of saying, uh, do you want them brought up to your room? Uh, yes. No, yes. no. Uh, sorry, go on, Reverend. Yeah. Yes, please. All right. And you hear footsteps walking away again. Oh, I... I wonder if we should eat down at the table and ask about the photographs there their son I, I I'm I have to say I'm ravenous but I'm anxious about eating the food I wonder whether one of us should eat at this meal so the other two can keep an eye on them and we can test if it's being drugged exactly I mean I'm biased I'm biased of course but I would point out that you all woke up fine this morning well we woke up fine but we fucking slept for 18 hours. Yeah. <laughs> fell, un- fell unconscious in the hallway. Um, yeah. I suppose... Woke up in your bed, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's not what I went Someone to sleep, though. Up. Yeah. <laughs> that's not very well. I'm not, like... I'm not a small woman. Yeah. <laughs> I, the fact that I had a bite to eat a couple of hours later, I fell asleep and woke up 18 hours later in my bed is really not good justification. That's not a way to persuade me to eat again in the same place. Oh, you're not dead. Don't worry, you're not. You didn't die. <laughs> I, 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 I wonder if um, Carrig Muir, who is who is a, a, you know, a doctorate in science. His his PhD is scientific study. Admittedly, paleontology, but he studied geography <laughs> and science. Um, is there a chance that he would know anything about? I mean, also, given his experience of having pills of opium smoking them the difference between um, uh, an inorganic and an organic high in terms of I suppose I'm trying to delineate between the effect that we all shared could have been coming up at the same time on some kind of drug or it could have been well outside of the remit of his experience good question so are you trying to figure out if the after effect is like something you've yeah. experienced in the do, past. Do, do I feel like I'm still on cloud nine because of... No, it's it's really weird. It's like no drug you've had before, not even opium. There's no come down. Admittedly, you've slept for like 18 hours. But the effect afterwards is you feel more vitalised than you have in the past. Which I don't think you've ever felt with any other drug. But you do get the impression that it is a drug somehow. That's how your mind works, maybe. You feel like there's something, some external chemical or something involved. Yeah. But it's nothing you've experienced before. I get you, I get you. Excellent. So I feel like this triggers a a bit of a... He starts to fiddle slightly with his paraphernalia while he's listening to the other two, and he's even got one one of the pills pretty prepared in his hand he's sort of just turning it over and over in his fingers um I don't I don't know about I don't know about you two but I feel like something truly unusual happened here last night yes yes maybe this look maybe this warrants just a little bit of further looking I'd like to look at the at the hole itself Boggles Hole it's got an interesting reputation amongst uh, those of us who hunt the the shale and the skith, the kist, <laughs> schism and the and the scast. Well, the, the scat man and the scudu. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, I know them well. Well, well, I, I would like to. I would like to look at the parish church, but given what happened last night, I feel perhaps it's unwise for us to part ways. From what you can tell from the map, since you're still in the room, um, Boggle Hole itself, the little inlet. And the parish church out on the moors are about the same distance away. They're both about a mile away. Um, whereas Robin Hood's Bay is about two miles away. 
if you were looking to like go all the way back to there to like get a carriage or anything? The problem is Lady Marjorie takes a long time to get anywhere. A move rate of three. All Could enough for a lady. Henry, if, if you particularly want to investigate Boggle Hole, here's what I propose. I don't know whether this suits the two of you, but Lady Marjorie, if, if you're hungry, I, I suggest maybe you partake in the kippers and Henry and I forego them so that we can check that the two of us are um, <laughs> compass mentis, just in case. Maybe Henry can go down to Boggle Hole, have a look at the fossils. You and I, Lady Marjorie, could make our way to uh, the parish church and uh, perhaps there's a local reverend who might be able to shed some light on the situation. It looks like that might be quite a pleasant stroll, if you fancy that. Indeed. But then in that case, I would insist that we eat our kippers, or I eat my kippers, at the table. So I have an opportunity to ask this gentleman mm, about his family. Well, in that, in that case, let's, let's descend and uh, catch him before he brings him up. First, I so must you... have a piss, though. Well, why don't you just go, go in the sink? Go in the sink like we did. <laughs> You'll have to lift me up. At least take the plates out first. Um, and, uh, well, yes, you, you make your ablutions and then you make your way down and you're in the, the, the long, thin room you were in before. And um, as soon as you sit down at the table, the three of you, um, the the wiry woman, June, brings out your, your plates of kippers with little uh, buds of butter on each one and sort of says, Oh, they're still warm enough. As soon as she's there, I, I point to the pictures on the mantelpiece and I say, uh, is that your son? Yes. Yes. I immediately um, want to do a psychology roll on her. <laughs> yeah, oh, please, yeah. The love of God. This is ridiculous. I'm going to push the roll. <laughs> OK, how? She, she, her attitude changes as soon as her sort of, oh, sort of quite whimpering, sort of here and here and there and nowhere attitude changes to one of quite stoic seriousness. Maybe that's what makes you sort of reevaluate. I don't know. Well, I, I see that. I, I say, uh, I saw there's a memorial card. I take it he passed. Was it violent? <laughs> In conflict? King and country? Uh, tell me how you do. That's more like it. A pass. A Excellent. regular success. Well done. So you see her... You see her sort of catch her breath and then she says, uh, No. No, it wasn't violent. It was... Uh, he was just a fisherman. He just got caught in a bad storm out there and... Uh, it was only 28 when he went and... Uh, you see her eyes getting very moistened. And she says, uh, "There, there, dear." Oh, thank you, thank you. I miss him every day, you know. I really do. And oh, so does thank your husband, you I'm sure. Oh, Peter misses him. Yes, he won't talk of it, of course, because he's not of that. You know, our men are. But uh, oh, yes. Would you like me to? Would you like me to say some words for him? Oh, at that, she um, she almost grasps your arm really tightly and says, uh, "Would you?" Would you? Well, let's find out. I don't, I don't know that anyone's said any words for him in that long. <laughs> Unfortunately, I failed my theology role, so I attempt to say some words. Is that what you're doing? Sort of saying a, a prayer, but you sort of fuck it up a bit. Yeah, just a, a few, a few simple words, and I just, I just get it wrong, and I, I mix some words around, and I don't. She, um, she just her claw is on your shoulder the whole time, sort of pressing intermittently and when you finish she sort of takes a deep breath in and says uh, thank you, thank you that was beautiful and uh, lovely and it must be ever so difficult losing a child I suppose you've kept his room oh, exactly I... as it was, is that why it's locked? Yes that's why it's locked we don't want anyone in there and one day maybe but I'm not ready yet of course, of course Would... I was thinking of wandering up to the parish church today. Would you like me to light a candle for him there? No, that's fine. Oh. Um, I mean, you can if you want, but uh, we don't... Uh, well, 
the the reverend so not no no offense so you're all honorable people but we don't get on particularly i yes i mean any prayer or any candle that could be lit would be wonderful could i do a psychology role because it felt like her reaction to the parish church was quite sudden yeah yeah you could Oh, yes, yes. That's a hard success. It's the only thing I'm rolling successfully, and it's really bad, my psychology. But I... Yeah. You get the impression, this this sweet little woman, her eyes just dart slightly towards you, and they get as steel-cold as her hair, and she sort of says, no, don't, and then corrects herself. Um, she seemed genuinely very grateful for the prayer. yeah. You get the impression that there's something about the church or the parish that she is not a fan of. You know, whatever it is, you get the impression there's a distinct sort of personal dislike. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just... Final thing, if that's all right. I just say to her, would it be all right to um, bring me some bread so I could put these kippers in? In a, in a little sandwich and, and take it take it for the for the afternoon for the walk. Oh, oh, yeah. I just put my hand on her arm and say, "What was his name, your son?" Oh, um, Billy, Billy Crow. Billy Crow. Aye. Why did you escape? Don't take to the bed, you crazy bitch. Right. She sort of says, that's right, Billy, thank you for taking an interest. And she seems genuine, and she sort of uh, shuffles out and comes back a, min- like a second later with a couple of heels of brown bread and sort of slaps your fucking your, your kippers between them that's and uh, wraps them up in brown paper. While she's gone, I give a lot of side-eye to Dr. Carrigmuir. Aye. Um, but she, she comes back pretty quickly, wraps them up and says, uh, well, we'll see you later on then. Um, don't get lost on the moors. Bye. As she drifts upstairs. God. So are you heading out? Yes. At least to the front of the house to discuss what your plan is. I don't mean you have to head straight off. Yes. Um, did Lady Marjorie eat? Uh, yes. Did you? If that was the plan, yeah, I did. That was you the plan. Scarfed yours down. You feel great. Um, uh, as soon as we're outside I say uh, Doctor, Doctor, did you, did you hear what she said? I can't believe it I was so audacious and she didn't bat an eyelid That room, that room upstairs I just, I suspected it And now it's confirmed it is the boy's room And what you saw in there She said he, it, is, it is unadulterated since his passing How does that explain what you saw? These folks, sometimes they have very strange ideas I don't know. Are you suggesting that they put an effigy of him on the bed and it is filled with rats? Maybe. I don't Why would they need to chain it down? Well, I don't think the rats are intentional. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is strange in this place and I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. <laughs> when I die, lay an effigy on, on, on my, of me on my bed and fill it full of rats. <laughs> That's all I ask. It's a simple request. I'm a simple man. That's all I want. Oh, it's um, like staying in Eastbourne. Horrible. So let's say you're just at the front of the sort of little wool garden at the front. You know, there's a little, there's a bigger wool garden at the back. Um, you're there in the sort of early afternoon light. The cliffs are ahead. There's the trig point thing that something was standing on or had been propped on the night before. Um, and um, you know from looking at the map that if you headed inland from here, you'd shortly arrive at the church. It seems. Um, whereas you also know if you headed to the right along the coast within the same amount of time you'd shortly arrive at Boggle Hole where there apparently are good fossil hunting sites um, Well I for one don't feel particularly comfortable about going anywhere alone mm. So perhaps if we assist you, Reverend McCutcheon Well I I just um, sort of try and lean into Henry and uh, get out of earshot of uh, Lady Marjorie and say, I honestly can't tell you how much I want to come down there and look at those fossils with you. But I'm not sure Lady Marjorie could make that descent. Well, that's what I was wondering. I wonder if the three of us should go over to the church. 
I think that might be the best option if you don't, if you don't want to go alone. Or you could maybe make a brief trip down there and we could wait for you here if you think it could be quick or... Um, what time is it now? About half one in the afternoon. Maybe slightly, maybe quarter past one. Um, so you've still got several hours of sunshine. Well, no, I'm happy to go alone later, I suppose. How, how far is the trig point from where we are now? It's like 20 yards. Do you, do, do you mind if I just go and have a quick look at that trig point? I just just looked so odd in the evening light last night. And then and then we'll head straight over to the church, as you suggest. Well, that's, that's so a you, good idea. You all head over? I mean, it's not much of a walk, considering you're about to walk about a mile. Can, can Lady Marjorie make it? Yes. <laughs> oh, easily. It's very flat. I, I'd very much like to see it. So let's all go and have a look at that. So as you walk across the sort of stretch of land, it's sort of halfway between the cliff edge and the front of the guest house. Um, yeah, if it's a trig point, it's oddly near the coast. But it is the crest of the hill, I suppose, so it's not that bizarre. Um, so looking at it, it's, it's basically a white stone block. Sort of whitewashed stone block with, like... You, um, you look at the top, there's a square hole in the top. And... Uh, yeah, that's all you seem to see initially. I'd love to do a spot hidden. Yes, at last, that's a success. A hard success in my spot hidden. You know, as a lot of trick points have there, that hole in the top. Yeah. It seems a bit deeper. Um, and you see sort of bits of darkened, splintery wood around the edges of it. As if something's being wedged in it? Yeah. Um, but more than that, as you sort of you notice that, and as you move around, you see some carvings in it that have been whitewashed over. Um, and there's one towards the very bottom that looks out over the the sea. That looks like it looks like a very crude figure, um, and its face is bigger than its body. <laughs> but you get the distinct impression that it's meant to represent an owl but there's something slightly off about it. Can I do an occult roll? Uh, yeah. Maybe. This is a real fucking long shot. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, no, I fell. I fell. No. You don't know what it is. Well, I was only going to ask briefly whether there was anything about the landscape that suggested that there were... I mean, like, that there aren't four other raised points nearby. <laughs> Or anything like that. No, no, that you can see if you scan the area, you basically see that, you know, in fact, the trig point itself, well, you're pretty sure at this point maybe it's not a trig point, but it, it's a marker of sorts. It wouldn't be able to be seen from the coast unless something was atop it. Um, so maybe it was a holder for something or. I don't have any um, specific uh, folklore. But, but, yeah. but would there be any value of an insight from, say, something like anthropology or... Literature. Um, I have or, literature. Or, or history or literature, yeah. I don't have literature, but I've got history. Oh, it's the owl and the pussycat. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of luck. Um, I think... Um, yeah. I'm going to push my rule. I would love that. Mm. And he um, he puts his hand into his uh, his his rather um, it's, 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 it's not it doesn't smell very nice, but it's quite a an effective coat, part leather, part tweed, and he and he pulls a large um, uh, he pulls a large trowel out of it, and and he goes over he goes over to the trick he goes over to the stone itself. And starts tapping on it, and then starts digging away at the edges of it. Aye. But but with like very careful, skilled movements. But it is quite, mm. it's quite specific. And he's sort of looking, and then he keeps looking at the hills. He's having a re- really good dig around. Well, tell me, well, tell me how you do to see if there's anything. But I'll tell you something, regardless. Lower, because you know sometimes the sediment rises up, and there might be yeah, other yeah, symbols yeah. down below. It's a 15, a past, it's a, it's a hard success. Right, so you, you dig down and um, beneath... It was crazy. Uh, it, it goes further down and there's another sigil that looks slightly like... 
There's something owl-like about it. Maybe it's the, the shape that goes down in the centre of a circular thing with the two. Whatever it is, it reminds you of an owl. And, um, and as you're doing it, you, f you get the feeling of being watched. And you uh, maybe as you're digging down a bit too far, maybe down one side, you turn past the other two and look up to the moors. And there are five figures standing on top of the moors watching you. And you assume... You assume they're maybe the same scarecrow-type things you saw earlier, but again, as with the one that was on top of the trick point last night, you get the distinct impression they're watching you, even though you can't tell which way they're facing. And you get the distinct feeling that digging is something that may be not the best idea around these parts. Oh. Oh. Um, yes. But you've uncovered another couple of little sigils that are whitewashed over. Even under the ground they're whitewashed over, sort of owl-like faces. Um, you get the impression from that moment that you've trespassed upon something. <laughs> well, I think I probably looked at the other two and I say, I don't know, I think... I think maybe we shouldn't tamper with this. Hmm. Understood. Let's uh, let's get to the church. Um, I think he takes. Yeah, I think he does take a risk, and he sort of leans forward. But it's it's kind of a stage whisper. He goes, "Can you see anybody on the ridge over there? More of those damn scarecrows." Uh, can can we? You do see five points on the horizon that you can't quite focus on. You sort of think that. Yeah, you can see there's. So it does initially make you think, ah, oh, there's people on the ridge, but then you realise you're not in a Western film. You've seen these scarecrows before, and uh, neither of you has the feeling that um, that Henry has. Um, as we're walking, I sort of say to the doctor, oh, why don't you lead the way to this church then? And, and Reverend, would you, would you do me the honour of just taking my arm? Uh, my... Uh, my feet hurt a little. Of course, uh, with, with pleasure. And as soon as I feel that Henry's out of earshot, uh, I turn to the Reverend and say, um, you know, I don't mean to alarm you, but um, I, I don't think it was the food that drugged us last night. When I looked into the doctor's bag, there was more missing than I think there should be. I think, for whatever reason, he felt... Perhaps, perhaps in his defence, it was to keep us safe. I, I think he uh, helped us sleep last night. Anyway, just something to be aware of, Peregrine. As that moment of um, horrible sort of conspiracy happens, could you all give me a spot hidden as you pass the back of the guest house? Yes, now it's all happening. I'm going to spend one luck to make it a hard success. I'm going to spend three points of luck to make a success. I've got a hard success. Um, so all three of you, um, <laughs> well, two of you as you're having this whispered moment. At the back of the guest house, there's a sort of stone wall garden. And again, like the front garden, slightly bigger, but there's no, like, doesn't seem to be anything growing there. But you do notice that there are two very distinct-looking... It's very hard to miss. There are two kennels in the back of the garden. Hard successes. You notice that there are chains and collars tied to the wall near the kennels. <sighs> That's so blatant. Why would you deny having a dog? That feels very blatant. You haven't seen the dog. I know. They said they didn't have a dog. There's the tra there's the trap door. So this is as you're walking past it. I imagine you share this with each other, but um, unless I mean you can always go and have a closer look, but otherwise I'm going to assume because of time, uh, you're making your way towards the church. Unless they were being pedants and they meant that we don't have a dog, we have two dogs, <laughs> or they no longer have a dog. Well, that's what I assumed. 
Or, or they have a reason to hide the fact they have a dog. Which seems very strange. Yes. As you're, as you're saying this, you're crossing the uh, the purple and yellow gorse. Um, uh, if Kaysta was here, I'd have to apologise for bringing back flashbacks, mm-hmm. but Lassie is no longer with us. Um, you see over the ridge suddenly the, the top of this. It's a very small church. It's not um, that impressive. Um, has it got a... Has it got a sp- a spire or is it like a square it doesn't have a spire it's got a square top like Norman limestone built it's small and old and somewhat crumbling and um, yeah you can see another separate little building to its side which you assume must be the parson or the reverend's dwelling but um, you're very close to it now so looks like a lump of mouldy cottage cheese (laughs) (laughs) left my rifle in the room again come on let's have it then that's all going mad. As you turn the corner around it, there's there's basically a low stone wall that like walls off its uh, churchyard with the gravestones and such. There's a small little swing gate, a little wooden gate into the churchyard. Um, are you going through? Are you going into towards the church or towards the house? Uh, shall we um, st- st- start at the church? Do you think it's worth one of us making a certain navigation? Tell you what. I'm a lady of a certain age and class. Why don't I go and see if the vicar's in and speak to him while you two have a quick snoop? Very well, if you're happy to do that. If, if you feel happy doing that, Reverend McCutcheon, I thought maybe the two of you might make a good uh, welcoming committee and I might be the one snooping. I think that might be wise, to be honest. Buddy caught me. Why, why, don't, um, uh, why don't Lady Marjorie and myself go, go to the, uh, the, the rectory and you can you can do a, a little circumnavigation as you suggest. So uh, Lady Marjorie and myself are going to go and knock on the the rectory door or whatever it is. The um... and you knock on the door. Yes. You don't hear anything back. Could you give me a? I don't know. There's um there's a lot of sort of hanging ivy and a honeysuckle around the house. Botany. Yeah, botany would be good. Yes, that's a hard success. Excellent. So you know how uh, these things are pruned, right? Oh, yeah. You know, you have to prune them every now and again, and you sort of keep them in check. Um, You could almost make a map. As you look at this, um, it's like a geometric, sort of like a diagram of chaos (laughs) that moves into... uh, Great other things you, you realise that the um, anything that's been pruned you see the honeysuckle and you see the ivy but the leaves and the buds of each are sort of growing back at least double uh, sometimes triple almost like as if uh, a modern day reference might be the plants around Chernobyl but um, of course that's not a reference that anyone these days would understand um, someone has found some incredibly powerful manure to accelerate their growth. There's a lot of horseshit around, basically. I was about Um, to say the same thing. There certainly is a lot of bullshit in this place. (laughs) How dare you you get the sense that um, a lot of the sort of uh, the the flora around the area seems to be somewhat mutated. um, Especially when pruned. Great. And there's no answer to the knock at the door. So I'm going to be. I'm going to do what I do best. I'm going to. I'm going to go around and have a look through all the windows of the house and be nosy. Yeah, do. Um, I work my way round, anti-clockwise. Um, you make your way around and um, you you see into the house and um, it seems cluttered, and messy, and uh, you know, like someone who's a bookworm lives there. But um, seem uh, like it's been abandoned. No. It looks like it looks very lived in. But there's no sign. To the point that it might almost be embarrassing for a parson. <laughs> mm. But there's no sign of him there. No. Well, I hammer on the windows a little bit just to make absolutely sure no one's home. And then I, I, I say, I think that's enough, Lady Marjorie. And I, I drag her away and I say, let's go and look in the church itself. Um, let's cut back to Dr. Henry. Who, um, you're just traversing the 
wall around the churchyard. Yeah, I imagine like the perimeter. Getting a getting an idea of the actual building, see if there's any glass of any interest, any particular panes that look. Uh... You get to a certain point, and there is a pit in the ground about ten foot deep, at least. Um, and uh, wow, it seems cut off at the point where it intersects the church wall. Um, it looks almost like. I mean, if you've got good geology, um, it's one of those um, hazards of the. Uh, it's one of those hazards of the job. Mm. Unfortunately, it's a very triggering event moment for him. Ah, if it's a ten foot pit. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Uh, and it's not covered in the dead, and decaying bodies of uh, Sudanese Sudanese warriors who've been. Um, Shot. No. Okay. Well, that's good. But uh, but I find I find myself holding the stone of the wall, perhaps, and gripping it so that my knuckles are white. Yeah. And regretting not bringing my bag, but I didn't bring my bag. Do you? You're, you're staring into this pit, and it's half a pit, really. It's like a semicircle, because it really does stop where the church wall starts. Um, but either way, it's deep as shit, and you're. Uh, that is really weird. you yeah. Up until that point, I didn't see anything unusual, or interesting about the church. No. No, no pane glass with curious Latin inscriptions. Uh, no, nothing. It seems very like grey, very limestone, very. No. no nothing like that. Lat- but as you take a breath by that hole. Um, Lady Marjorie and the peregrine, as you approach the front of the church to sort of see if maybe the reverend is in there, could you both give me a spot hidden? Yes, and that is a regular success. Yes, hard success. You see these grotesques, these uh, things around the sort of arch of the church door. A lot of them, you realise, represent owls. Oh, God. Um, um, those of you with a hard success uh, will realise that um, at the frontest points, the sort of the north, west, and east, there is a a helm, a chest piece, and a sword. Um, and as you're realising that, the uh, the door opens, and this sort of uh, quite worried-looking uh, young priest sort of pops his head out and says, um, "Oh." You're here. Did you send the postcards? Yes. I slap him. No. Yes. How dare you? How dare you impersonate an, an, an intimate of mine? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just so terribly worried about your friend Robert and about, well, myself and about all of us here now. And I'm so sorry to get you mixed up in this. But I didn't know who else to contact. Um, Where is um, Robert? I don't I, know. I think we. I think we better all get inside. Yes, he says. Yes, yes, quite. And he sort of tries to avoid Lady Marjorie as he comes out, uh, but he uh, makes his way back down to the vicarage, the little parson's house. Do you see this happening, Henry? Is it fair to say that at the sound of meaty, meaty imperial slaps landing on a and an unprotected cheek, uh, and, and the raised tones of Lady Marjorie. Yeah, and you maybe see this young parson and think, oh, shit, I need to intervene. I, I think, I, I'm not sure if I see that, I think I hear this, and I, I pull out my trowel, and I, and I sprint round the side, you know, ready to... And, and then I, I find them all there. So you all make your way to the front of the house, and he sort of says, um, I'm so sorry... I'm so sorry. Thank you for asking so openly. I don't know how I'd have broken it to you otherwise. But um well, let me let me let me let you in. Um I'm so glad you were 
you uh, you figured out my uh, of course you did of course you did you figured out my code um, that's why I contacted you what code well in the postcards of course you I turn to Lady Marjorie and I say it's like it didn't it's sort of taken me a minute to register and I say how did you know it was him because he was about to say <laughs> what do you mean he was about to say what was it he said he said you're here yes you're and here you said he's been expecting us and the, <laughs> the only person who's been expecting us here is the author of these postcards which you is- know, I might say Lady Marjorie that's an awful leap from you're here to did you write the postcards I'd like to do a psychology check on her as, just because as, you're dense as Lady Marjorie says excuse me you're dense I am I, I, in, if you would chart my intelligence from 1 to 100 you, you would put it at around 80 then why did you dense. work it out as the two of them are saying this yes. this, this flickering image just, just rushes through Karen Camillo's head of him plunging his trowel deep into the throat of each one of them. Yeah. Just one. And also... And pumping yeah. blood coming up. Yeah. Use logic, um, man. He said, you're here, and the only person who could possibly be expecting us here is the author of the postcard, which should be Robert Thompson, but we have already established. I, I tried to be subtle. I, I can't trust the people in this place. No, uh, I'm not surprised. They've... That something about them is is wrong. <laughs> You're telling um, me. I thought I thought you'd. I thought if you just <laughs> looked at the postcard and read the first word in every sentence, you'd understand. I thought those were the sort of games that university people played together. What? And I, I suddenly pause. I suddenly pause frantically. Get out my postcard, which I'm going uh, to do right now. You know, young man, <laughs> women are not permitted to enter universities, even if they have. 80% intelligence. <laughs> good as any vicar's. <laughs> you say as good as any vicar. Not as good as any vicar. As good as the very best vicar. <laughs> Red best vicar who couldn't work out this idiot's game. I don't, I don't even look at McCutcheon. I just take my postcard out of my pocket and just pass it to him. Okay, so I look at the postcard and I... I fear... Your friend is in danger. Mm. I await you, Robert. I fear your friend is in danger. I await you. Robert. Yes. Honestly, Perry, there's no point working it out now. The man stood here, he could just tell us. All of their faces to me are the faces of the dead Sudanese soldiers that were in the pit. If I might say so, young man, that is a very opaque way to communicate. Well, I wasn't sure how to do so. I've been trapped here so long. And you see him sort of break down into tears almost. And he says, uh, I'm no longer the priest here. I'm nothing more than the the, the guardian, the, the, the post that they... The poster they put up, I don't know what I am, but either way, no one comes to services. And anytime anyone's... Your friend Robert, your friend was Robert, I? Do you mean was? Yes. I spent two weeks with him. I spent two weeks with him. We spent dinner together every night. We'd discuss his findings of the fossils and the, the sinkholes around these parts. And, uh, and suddenly... He didn't turn up one night, and I knew where he was meant to, and I went down to the guest house, and they told me he'd left two days previous, and I told them that's not possible, because I saw him a day previous, and they got aggressive, and they told me to leave, and I I, I just, he left this book with me, and I, I found your addresses in it, and I, I'm just alone here, I'm alone here, and I don't know what else to do. Young man. I feel we should all pray. Let us make our way to the church. Yes, 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 let's. Um, and he sort of, but he has in his hand this journal 
that you recognise as uh, the Journal of Robert Thompson. <laughs> 